0: Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. Miami, State, Miami, State, Miami State. You're now listening to M.I.A. Radio. Who put
1: this thing together? DJ Cass, yeah. DJ Zay.
2: Let me highlight my real Miami motherfucker. You need to do whatever the fuck makes you happy. If something makes you happy, do it. If something makes you unhappy, don't do it. That's what kept me going for so long because I still have that love for it and I've been able to just separate the love from the bullshit and do things my way, don't do things I don't want to do, do things I do want to do and just be patient.
1: Yo yo yo! It's Mia Radio yes, episode. episode fifty, bro. This is fifty for real. Did you know that, yeah. No, I did. That's why yeah. we brought you here, bro. I, w- I would have liked.
2: I would have liked fifty two, so I could have done the one year. But this nah, is cool.
1: Nah, 52, like fifty two, we got something. Yeah, yeah. But fifty, that's pretty special, bro. That's why we we brought you on for one, uh, one phase at a time. Cinquenta. Bro. You brought fifty mixtapes, <laughs> and we br- you brought fifty mixtapes, bro. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got DJ Obscene here. DJ Obscene <laughs> <We Epsine laughs> in the up. building. That's me. The legendary, this
0: is the most obscene thing I've ever seen. <laughs> He's got done? the best drops for sure. The Cartman drop,
1: I gotta
2: make
0: some new ones. Nah, you have nah. the you have the everyday people obscene one, right?
2: Well, I just loop that when I play, sure. like, I'll just let that loop. But yeah. that I like that Pierce Morgan one because I, I had to, oh, that's a good one. That one yeah, the, the one you said, the most obscene thing I've yeah. ever heard. Uh, because that one was actually, I just heard it in the background on the news. Like, I heard Pierce Morgan say that's one of the most obscene things I've ever seen, yeah, and then I went. And I found a download of that episode Same of Piers Morgan. That's when he was still on CNN, a long time ago. I found the recording of when uh, of the day of when he said it. Yeah. I ripped the audio from it, and then I looked through the whole show to find another place where he said "heard." Heard. Wow. Nice. Chopped it up, details, da da da. bro. And, and details. That's, how, that's how I made that.
0: I made. I used to make kind of fake drops like that. I've tried. Um, I had like a Drake one, and it was like, "Yo, you." It's like a mixtape one. It's like it's Drake, and you're rocking with the hottest DJ in the south. And then it was, like, my drop. Or no, it, but my oh, oh, it was that. him saying... No, cast. but I was, I was trying to
1: make drops just correcting my name of original uh, drops. Zia. <laughs> Zia. Zia. To, and I would
0: try to find them
1: saying eight and then sub it in, but it's almost impossible to do it right. That sounds like a tougher fix.
0: Well, you know that I heard in an interview of uh, Mick Boogie, well, formerly Mick Boogie, Mick. Mick. He came up on the radio shit and, like, doing the mixtapes and everything. Yep. And he he, he said that, like... He spent hours and hours going through Diddy files and he had Diddy like unofficially host a mixtape just by clips that he like scavenged through the internet. Mind you, 15 years ago, like, oh, he like
1: made his own hosting using chopping it up. Yeah, I
2: mean, listen, people, people, listen. If if you if if we were to go through all this stuff and all the stuff I have at home and all the hundreds and hundreds of mixtapes, you'll find a lot of fake hostings. And like now, when you right. listen to it, you could tell because at the end right. of the day, even like if you had drops from one of your homies, and like so for example, if I had uh, if I didn't know Pitbull, but my friend got a mixtape hosted by Pitbull, and he had like a leftover drop or two, I could take those two drops and just take the one drop that I have that Pitbull says right. my name, and right. cut it in and out. People used to do that all the time, and people even used to use drops from an artist that didn't say their name. Oh yeah, and they would say it's my favorite is when they would put all the like drops.
1: nine artists. Yo, it's Big Sean. Yo, yo it's Jay-Z. Yo, <laughs>
0: it's Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then at the end it's their boy saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: that's that's more of a
2: radio thing. That started in radio, like, yo, mm. this is started that. Yo, this yo, is Yo, it's da, da. Madonna. Right. And it just <laughs> 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 voices
0: voice varies a lot. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard them all. I've heard one when it's like, yo, it's the Pope. It's like I mean, what? I'm kidding, like, it's like <laughs> yo, random art- it's like random artists that you know like will never be I used to hear them in San Antonio a lot. It's like, yo, it's Jay-Z. Hey, it's Beyoncé, yeah. blah blah blah. And then it's like it's Baby Bash, and you're listening to, like, yeah, yeah.
2: Baby Bash finishes it. It's finishes. like, hey, this is Beyonce. Hey, it's Jay Z. Hey, it's Barack Obama. Hey, yeah. it's Baby Bash, and you're chilling but, with DJ Fulano. That's
1: why my favorite, like, on on your old mixtapes, it was like Pitt would say a draw, but it, he'd say something like about you, and like, or like something like about the DJ, like, yo, yo, DJ seen always grind, or but like something like kind of funny, but it was like, all right, it's obviously a little personal. It's not like
0: you not you, you, you guys
1: want to hear something exclusive that nobody's ever heard. That's
0: why you want yeah. here, bro.
2: Yeah. Back in the day, so this is all obviously mixtape talk, and this is all mixtape related now that you're talking about pit yeah this mixtape right here it. that I'm holding right here when we did this one he recorded maybe like ten minutes of drops for this, but at this same time in 2004, 2005, we were cool and he knew me, but like you know I was fifteen, 16 years old I was a I was a fucking kid around a bunch of adults uh so around his adult friends, sometimes when I would pop up, he would start cracking up and he would say that I looked like willow like willow like from yeah. uh like the movie willow the, you're gonna have to go back and 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 and, and see i'm trying to think yeah, yeah no it's the it's the we dude that it is, it's the famous ewok
0: yeah, that's what i'm saying yeah the famous
2: ewok is willow which is also yeah he had this weird ass show on hbo a few years ago but anyways I know who you're talking about yeah yeah, so a little short crazy looking the I can't say midget you know just a little short dude <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah look, you know, so funny. Funny. I know you're talking about. and he used to think it was the funniest thing Wasn't in he the out, world
0: isn't the guy from uh uh never ending story Yes,
2: same, same guy. guy. Yeah, okay. so he was just think, He'd be like, ah, da, you look like Willow. dog. you look like Willow." And he used to just, just something he would say, and he found this so funny. And I, I mean, I guess it's kind of funny, but like, I don't look like Willow <laughs> no,
0: you <laughs> anymore. Don't. You don't look like. I mean, you never did. Just...
2: I mean, listen, bro, you didn't.
1: You didn't know me when I was fifteen.
0: I mean, let's let's get into it though. Uh, we want we want to get to know you. When you
1: how did you get into like this? Let's begin this legendary. You got you got like fifty mixtapes here right now. Like, how did you, a fifteen year old? 1415 start hanging around with yeah how did it begin adult rappers and
2: i mean listen <laughs> it started it there was it definitely started with desire like it's something that i wanted to do once i figured out that i wanted to dj and this was my shit like i mean there was nothing else pretty much to do other than work you know like i i, I just went off what i felt and i was like hey this is really cool i really like this i was always hands on when i was young about uh things that i wanted to do when i grew up and that was just the next one, and I just got into it, started DJing, and then I just started making mixtapes. They started off as me recording them at home on turntables and selling them to my friends, wrapped in a piece of paper. In eighth grade, actually, even before that, when I was just doing them on the. Computer. And what was
0: all right? So let's let's break down even to like the um yeah, yeah. the software that you were using. Like-
2: so first software I used um, when I first started getting into music and DJing and collecting music. Uh, which was in the mp3 days so mm-hmm. i would leave like napster and Kazaa, LimeWire. i would yeah. leave it on at my house during the day while mm-hmm. i was at school or uh even though my parents hated that they oh, used to be right. so pissed but you would uh, get
0: home hoping that it was still open the full Correct. song <laughs> yeah. and, and that the song fully downloaded and, yeah. and that it wasn't like a fucking corrupt or DMX something else. over fucking back that ass up, way <laughs> off being
2: yeah so you know things like even though there wasn't much of that in the early early days it was just straight you know just mp3s that people were ripping from their uh from the CDs. Um, so I just started building up my music collection and I found out how to start finding like brand new songs when they would drop, like obviously in like the underground, like the, the underweb, whatever it was called back in the days. Uh, whenever the new shit would drop, I found out like where it would come out. And I just started picking all the new songs and making mixes out of it. I used to use this software called Otsjuke. Okay. It was the only DJ software that you could scratch on. So there was virtual DJ at that time. And probably, you know, a handful of other stuff. I went on CNET downloads mm-hmm which yeah. is where you would get your programs. Yeah, I remember. And I downloaded Odds and you could click on it with the mouse and scratch. Oh, no and it was a and it, and it sounded real. Emulated the sound. It sounded real. And I, I still have those mixes recorded somewhere, like on a CD, in, in a CD case. Um, and then that's how I started playing around. And honestly, that's how I learned how to beat match. I learned how to beat match playing on mm-hmm. a computer mm-hmm. because I would mix in the songs, but here, like, the cross... So you couldn't scratch and crossfade yeah. at the same time because you can only click one thing right. at a time. Uh, So if I wanted to scratch something, I have to scratch it, hope that it drops on beat and then, you know, move the crossfader over uh, for for it to be able to mix and all of that. But me creating that, it was just out of fun. I started making it for my friends. And then after that, you know, I started I got an actual set of turntables when I was in eighth grade. I was 14 and I got a got a set of turntables. And then it was really, really easy to DJ because I was beat matching by clicking songs on a computer, trying to manually slow it down, like with a click. That when I had it in front of me and all I had to do was touch the side of the platter to slow it down, that's way more it was a lot easier. Yeah. So, like, I got my turntables, boom, I already knew how to beat match. So, I could just practice on, you know, focus on practicing scratching and, and figuring out stuff like that. Um, the mixtapes was just me continuing to make mixes. And then um, I saw what people were doing. So, then I I, I, uh, I put myself on a cover of a mixtape. <laughs>
0: that's the best, that's the best also, one. that's this is the you, first one. You just,
2: this is the first one that a heavy rotation. This you produced that I, yourself. Yeah, right? I mean, I probably posted it on Instagram a couple times. It's been on the internet. It's the one where I'm sitting on top of a. Uh, uh, funny enough, this came. The inspiration for this cover came from uh, DJ Hurricane. He had a, uh, an album where he's sitting on a uh, record crate. Who took
1: that picture?
2: Uh, <laughs> you remember Ronald from ENE? Ah,
1: oh, that name sounds familiar.
2: Uh, homie Ronald. Ronald. Ronald took this picture.
1: <laughs> so how did that conversation go? Like, yo, yo,
2: I need a cover for my mixtape. <laughs> he's like I know he's like, I know a spot on my block, a cul-de-sac where you can post up. Let's post and up. I just sat I just sat. And let's um, take this
0: picture. Yeah.
2: And that's it. And I did Wife it, bro.
0: Beater. Oh, Wife feeder? No. We're P- gonna post pin needle all, hat, these, pin all needle these pictures.
2: Hat. Pin needle hat uh, Lakers edition actually. That was hold a Lakers
1: edition. Oh, that was a Lakers Look at Lakers that. edition pin needle hat and you know what the and chairman, we have some pretty bad i'm mixed, not even I have iverson shoes iverson. we have some, some, some right pretty down. bad mixtape covers lying around here but oh, that yeah. one's not bad for being your first well he also designed it
2: uh, the homie that took the picture so you know he designed it and he did everything and then you know the stuff on the back digital <laughs> x all that good stuff <laughs> it's funny enough because you see the track listing and then these are all my shout outs that's how you can oh, tell it's my first damn. Um, that's how you can tell it's my first mixtape um, oh and you
1: have the printing on the cd as well
2: I did, even though it was cheap printing because it was like black and white. It was the white, paper, but you were was doing it. Well, it, it, was was sponsored, it was sponsored by David Gotti. Oh, that's I'm right. sorry, David Garcia. That's right. Uh, and they paid for everything. So uh, I started selling this CD uh, on the first day of school in 10th grade. I showed up with a uh, bunch of CDs. You had a, you had a, a legit rollout.
0: Like, what year? what well, year? Well,
2: I mean, listen, for, for me, I was like, listen, the school year's about to start. I'm showing up with my backpack and all my CDs. And I, I was. I don't remember myself. Right. I, I want to
0: hear this. You have this digital? yeah
2: yeah, yeah okay. i do I um that know. one was actually recorded i used to record most of them live like in that time i was still doing it live and then if i needed to uh play a, a record that i didn't have on record and it was like on 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 cdj
1: mm-hmm. i would just like borrow cdj and do the scratches i feel on like that. that little period of like where the, the vinyl was still there uh like available just and like people were going but then like the computers were just coming it was yeah. like that sweet spot where like a lot of djs learn because then, like, when it came to, like, all the software that was, like, introduced later on, I was like, oh, like, we kind of been doing this, yeah. kind
0: of. I mean, that's kind of how we learned, because yeah. I, I started in 02, and, then, like, I started, I mean, in, in Nika, if you want to call it starting, it was CDs, and then, like, a guy had a computer. I remember the guy had a computer, too, and he would, like, just drop shit on there. I like,
1: practice on Virtual DJ a lot. Yeah, and then, and, then, and, then, and
0: then I remember when I first started getting, like, serious, serious, I had a handful of vinyl that, you know, we talked about the CD and everything, and then, mm. like... I started looking at other ways. And I'm like, damn! Man, what I have to burn a CD every time I want to play a song? Can I just play it through the computer into the like, like? It was such a weird yeah. time because it's like, like a, MacGyvering. I think a lot of people DJ wanted set. to like figure out a way to like use technology to your advantage and like.
1: Yeah, I was never on that. Like, yo, I need to get mad vinyls. I was like, nah. I got ten vinyls. Let me, how can yeah. I get more music? Yeah, maybe? same. I don't same. Already, to me, it was like, yo, I want to practice.
0: You, I want i go ahead. All right. But
1: you had, like, an extensive vinyl. Well, you got Yeah, so
2: I, I went. I, I used to dig for vinyl, like, crazy. Like, as far as, like, me, like, yeah, I would go to all the vinyl stores. Uh, I, I went to Southwest, which is right down the street from Music World, uh, old record shop on Bird Road that George Alvarado from Power 96 used to own and run. Uh, homie Jesse Perez used to work there also. Damn. Um, and I used to ask for money. Like as soon as I got my turntables every day in school, I would just ask for money. Like, I would just yeah. ask people for money for lunch. Like, hey, you got a dollar, you got 50 cents, you got this and that. That's how I would spend my lunchtime. And whatever I would have, I would go to the record store after school and, you know, buy three, four records. And that's how I started building it up. And then when I noticed I needed to stand out because everybody buys records at the same place, I started buying promos off of eBay. And all the radio wow. promos that would come out, which will not come out, uh, you know, the radio DJs would get the actual vinyl first and then they wouldn't come out in the store for another, you know, three, four weeks, maybe even longer. Uh, but all the DJs would get so many copies that they would put them up online on eBay. So I would start buying them on eBay, buying them on eBay. And then I would show up to parties and play records that other people didn't have. And they were like, wait, how'd you get this? And it was cheap. And, right? and, and, and I was like opening, yeah. you know, what I'm saying for like conflict or ideal uh, back in the day. And, and, and they were like, yo, how do you get this record? Like, how do you have this? I was like, I bought it on eBay.
0: How much were you paying for the records? Uh, I mean, just a little you,
2: bit over, like maybe like ten bucks, 10 bucks each, nine yeah. bucks each. You were bidding. The, the most, uh, yeah, the yeah, most man. I ever paid was uh, Pharrell Fronten when it first came out. I paid like twenty two dollars for it just shit. to have it first because I need, like, I needed to have that record. That shit yeah. was so hot. Like, I need to have that record. I need to play that. Like that. And then I eventually ended up meeting a guy that I bought from a couple times on eBay. And then it got to the point where he just started like dropping him off outside my thing. He's like every like two weeks he'll be like, "Yo, I got all the new Damn, ones." So you and I you had the
1: first subscription service. And it was a dude from here. <laughs> he
2: I mean, ba- basically like no. Nah, he was from New York. All Okay. Uh, homie DJ Lex. I DJ Lex. He's still around. Um, he used to provide me with all the promos, man. They would just show up on my crib. I don't know if he was in Miami. I don't know if he had somebody there. I don't know what it is, but I would get home from school and the vinyl was sitting there in front of my, uh, luckily not warped, but it was sitting there in front of my thing. And then, you know, that, like thinking of a different way to get stuff that I can't get, like getting the promos off eBay, moves that I made like that earlier in my career is what, I mean, at that time it wasn't even a career, but just moves like that that I made to get people's attention um, just I mean it was a move that I made to be better but to get people's attention really got their attention and people were like oh shit okay cool what is this guy? you know same thing with that mixtape that you're looking at that first mixtape heavy rotation the dudes that were doing mixtapes at that time and were actually like pumping shit out and Ideal and on track and all these you know everybody that had mixtapes going like Ideal got a hold of this and he saw this and he asked his homies like what the fuck is this <laughs> Straight up, he told me. He's like, that's how he got, but that's how I got his attention and that's how I started working with them and that's how all the mixtape shit grew. He said he came across this mixtape and he looked at it, and he said, what the fuck is this 15-year-old kid doing putting his face on a mixtape cover? I don't even put my face on a mixtape cover. So it got their attention. Like, you know, it, like, it, 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 it was just me and at the end of the day, I wasn't doing it for attention. I was just doing it for me. For like, you, yeah, I just, I wanted to do this shit. Um, but then luckily at that point, you know, I had a couple of older DJs to be around, which at that time, uh, the on-track crew, in those days, in 2004, 2005, um, it was a DJ crew in Miami, and it wasn't only a DJ crew. It was a crew of, uh, there was a couple other people in it as well, but I'm going to tell you every single person that was in that crew Listen, in 2005, 2004, 2005. Listen. Uh, it was DJ Ideal. Did it was, DJ Ideal. It was DJ Conflict.
0: Uh, hold on, hold on. And Black.
2: DJ Conflict. <laughs> um, DJ EFX. M. Dot. Damn. DJ Robin damn Stevie J. Wow. And me.
0: wow. I was, brought,
2: I, I was brought in. I was brought in at the end. Um, funny enough, conflict ended up leaving because, uh, you know, he took like a little hiatus from DJ and whatnot. And he broke off from the crew. And then at that same time, I came in and they brought me in. And, they, I was and how old I, are they at the time? I was I was like 15. They were like three years older than me they do? They're five. Yeah, is like, yeah. They were like three, four years older than me. Everybody, and and some even a couple more. But yeah, it was a 15, 16 year sixteen-year-old hanging out with a bunch of nineteen. And in year Miami,
1: olds. who was like doing mixtapes heavy at that time?
2: I mean, EFN is always the you know king, been, you right. know he's always been Obviously. the king. Even whether at some points it was super relevant or not. Cause you know, I, 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 there were at times where he dug real deep into the crazy hood and just into like his crew and his people, and yeah. he was just really all about them. And yeah. maybe just Miami wasn't necessarily ready for it, or just like on a national scale, we weren't getting that attention, which he was able to get once you know Ross uh pushed through. Yeah, at the time, like at that. the time,
0: it was like the Houston scene, the, the down south scene, and then it was starting. That's when right. I mean, I was in, in Texas at the moment, so. Right. That shit was insane, like the fucking Before the Kappa and all that other mixtape shit that was, like, running over there. And then, I mean, because I was super heavy into the mixtape scene, um, and it was guys coming out of Florida, you know, uh, Smalls, and then you, you and Ideal, obviously, were, like, the big dudes that were, like, I would constantly see the names, like, on all the mixtape sites. I was like, who are these guys? Southern Smoke, what is this? Like, Next in Line, like, all the fucking... And I was like, yo, like... We're listening to fucking um, Rapid Rick and all these other guys in Texas, and like, shout to Rapid Rick. These guys coming through with like heat, and that's I think that that that's probably where we're at now. You know, like I mean, where we're at in your story, like where you guys were. I mean, EFN, like I said, has always been the guy, but it's like when you start seeing new names and it's like solid shit coming out, you're like, oh fuck, all right, let me pay attention. It
2: was also a different approach because EFN uh, like un- untouchable, the fucking king. You know what I'm saying? And then like we were making so much noise and we were doing so much thing that is like just moving so much. Like we were moving a lot of CDs first off, like we were making a lot of money selling CDs when I was in high school. Like once this shit started popping off and like you started seeing the CDs and Best Buy and, and all that, like,
1: and you guys had the website already going at that time, right? That's
2: right. I forgot about that mixtape corner. We're trying to do our own like mix
1: unit and whatnot
2: um, that they started up. It was, it was a lot of ambitious projects, but there was a lot of young energy and it was very youthful. And I guess at that time, some of EFN's mixtapes just seemed not like they just they just seemed different. And then honestly, his mixtapes were in the style of uh, uh, like New York mixtapes. There wasn't really much cutting and scratching. It was more about like the music and stuff hosting, like that, like like
0: actual host. Right, right, right. And still, like showcase. I said,
2: like I said, man, EFN untouchable you know forever in miami just for you know everything he's done. and and even then bro just look at look at what he's been able to flip it into and like who he is you know what i'm saying like come on man like yeah, it's not well, like yeah, well, that's, that's that's it's ridiculous but it's a great example of just you know staying down because he never switched it up and even when um i remember ideal would talk a little bit of shit and just be like yo i'm the mixtape king and you right. know and like and and, yeah. and just you know go out of pocket and say shit like that because honestly that's how i really felt and the the reach we had and the shit that was going on, like you couldn't, it was undeniable. You know what I'm saying? So for him to say something like that, like you know, that was his shit. I don't, you know. Now we can look back on it and say, obviously, it was a. Uh, but you
1: guys had a pretty well-oiled machine going at one point.
2: Yeah, but I'm just saying, if if you if you take a look at it now, oh and yeah, that was yeah, accomplished. Yeah. Like, obvi- like that was a stupid claim to make. Oh, and like I mean, I mean, I mean, like it felt that way at the time, but like looking at how shit is shaked out now and where your fans out and everything's happening. Yeah, like, I mean, we could talk about
0: a lot of things. I mean, yeah. 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 But
2: I, listen, it, it it was what it was. Um Everything started just picking up crazy, man, like with all these mixtapes. And then we had access to all these artists. Obviously, Pitt was coming up at the same time and we were really involved with his mixtapes and his stuff. Um But even then, like the stuff was Pit with Pitt was like all the way from the mixtapes to standing uh, in uh, in front of Dolphin Mall, pouring rain, holding up a sign for, for his uh, for his uh, uh, his first album, album release, release party yeah. at FYE yeah. at Dolphin Mall. You know, it's being at, at Calle Ocho at 8 a.m. with Teach Uncle to set Al up. Festival. You know what right. I'm saying? Uncle Al Festival, all stuff like that, that, you know, we were just in there and we were just in the streets just with the people. Like, we were just out there, man. And, 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 and you know, we, we got a lot of love. People enjoyed that we did you know, cutting, and scratching, and blends, and made the mixtapes sound like actual DJing
1: instead of just like the. You music. guys had well-produced mixtapes, like and DJ-wise, like technicality and all that. Like even from like the people are doing it on a nationwide scale, but yeah. like your guys'
0: shit was like always clean. Like it was, it was like the blends and just the format. Of it was it. a, it was a combination of all the. Because th- I remember hearing other mixtapes and it would be like, like kind of like the song echoes out and here comes like an interlude or like a, a and it was like yo like. I, like, where are we going? And then it was kind of weird, but then, like, with y'all shit, we just let it ride. Because I,
1: I remember going, like, I would hear you guys' mixtapes, and I would always go back to hear the intro scratching or, like, the, the little that was ju- much fun. jugglings you guys would do, yeah. and I would, like, all right, th- like this, that's how I learned scratching a lot. I would hear the mixtapes and then try to emulate it, like, on my one record that I had. But, like, I remember being like, yo, these guys are, like, like paying attention to these scratches. Like, you guys put a lot of emphasis on it.
2: The only person I can say that was better than us was Green Lantern. Oh, he was killing it. He was time. on a, he's you know, just a, but uh, his produ- a, a, another he, level. He was doing but even, sh- even before he started doing his production, like his mixtapes already sounded stupid. When he started adding his uh, production, Invasion. And yeah like when he started ones? obviously you know it's also who you have access to and if he's doing all the shit for 50 cent and g unit and m m right. when it's doing they're at their hottest granted you have access to that but he had access to that and he flipped it yeah. and he made some crazy shit he made songs out of acapellas he made a whole mixtape uh just over random beats just using random acapellas making brand new songs like what he did was on another level completely from from us but um i definitely tag him as an inspiration uh for all of that because just the way his shit sounded it was just like damn I want my shit to sound
0: like I that. remember the first time I heard one of the invasions it was like 03, 04, and I was like yo what is this like yeah. you couldn't like okay so me growing up in Nicaragua and like watching MTV and watching everything like when I, every time I would come to Miami I would like go to my cousin's house or somebody's house and it would be like a mixtape this is 2001 2 and then like I remember when I was in the military or right before never mind i heard i think it was a rectangle echo mixtape mm-hmm. like when echo would put out like mix CD yeah mix yeah, yeah, i
2: remember yeah they used to they, they gave that one away at the in, in the store
0: they would give them out so yeah. i remember i had like two or three and i was like yo this is wild and then from there i came across a like green lantern and i was like i was like so what the fuck? how is this guy playing so many songs at once like like what is like these drops like it was just i mean and for a while he kept it like on Some wild shit, so. he
1: did, man. It was uh, it was just that's crazy. But and during that time, you guys weren't even focused on playing parties at all, or that was kind of on the side.
2: Well, that was um, I mean, the parties were there, that was only on the weekends, though. Remember, I still had to go to school. Oh, that's right, you're so, a kid, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're here talking 2004, 2005. I graduated in 06 so you know, we're talking about 03, 04, 05, 06. You know, that's when all of this stuff happened, and that's when all of this. The, the height of this because at the end of the day i stopped doing mixtapes in 2008 I was like the last one that i that like you know, i still done a couple here and there like for iceberg and whatnot and like a project for ross with samson here and there but like 2008 was really just when i was like yeah i'm not doing this anymore and i just wanted to so switch it
0: up from being a sophomore like being in high school with at this age with these like older guys and the parties start coming and the bookings like can you can you break that down for like the people that don't know how fucking wild Miami was back then.
2: Yeah, I'll break it down. So uh, luckily, I had good friends, you know, that I had made through the industry and people, I guess, just like the way I DJ. And I guess I came off nice that I was just, you know, I made friends with a lot of older DJs and people that would just be like, yo, you're dope. We want to give you a chance, this and that. So like my DJ career. Yes, we started out, you know, same with Zaya uh, playing all age parties and stuff like that that we would do. And that was stuff for for people our age. You know, and that was stuff for our friends to come out and, and you know, all of that. But then I started playing in South Beach when I was like 17, maybe. Um, and I had to give a big shout out uh, to Aerial Salt and Reflex. Nice. They used to pull up to my crib. I'd hop in the back of their van with my <laughs> records. And they would drive me to Club Red on South Beach. Talking 2004, 2005. Drive me to Club Red on South Beach so I could open up for them. Wow. They, had to, they had to walk me in through the back because I couldn't be in the club because I wasn't 21. As soon as I was done DJing, I had to stand in a corner and I couldn't be around any alcohol or nothing like that. Because obviously the club, you know, like the club yeah. was taking a huge risk. Like, you I, wouldn't see that
0: nowadays. Yeah, that wouldn't happen now. I mean, nothing. I always say about it. doesn't matter how like hot that. the DJ is. Yeah. It doesn't happen now. I mean, it don't, you got to be like Martin Garrix. The Mar-
2: that's the only
1: example.
0: That's what I'm saying. And like, that's on a, you know, like. We're on. talking about fucking. Yeah. It's yeah. like,
1: not even. And yet. even then, they're pretty strict on like. Yeah. Even at Live, I've seen it. I've seen it at
0: Live where it's like, you can't do this. You can't do that. like. those guys are there and you're just like holy shit like it's you forget that there's fucking kids here yeah
2: so i was one of those kids in there uh great you know i was just grateful and excited man that i was able to to open up and play there on south beach at such a young age and you know looking back on it i'm real grateful to have um you know acquaintances and friends like that that looked out and and went out of their way um you know just to to help me out and and put me on because at the end of the day they didn't have to do that uh, we all got along well, but at the end of the day, I was still a kid, bro. Yeah. And you know, the sh- big shout out, biggest shout out to my parents who let me fucking do that shit.
1: Yeah. If you're,
2: if, 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 if you're a parent and to do du- and two dudes, <laughs> yeah. two older dudes pull up in a rickety ass red van to, to pick up your kid, to take them to the club on a school night.
1: Yeah. Get,
2: get, get the fuck yeah, out of here! Explaining
1: that, like those situations to my parents, they're like, I don't understand. And like, all
2: I had was a Nokia. You know, all I had was a, a Nokia cell phone. Yeah. You know, like it's not. I can't send you pictures. I can't. Like yeah. nothing.
1: Because usually the people you were rolling with back in the day were older. Because they were the ones with the car. They they yeah. had been DJing yeah. for a little bit, so it was like yeah. always weird it's, to explain to my parents. It's the plug.
0: Like, <laughs> I mean, I ne- I never explained to my parents, but like you kind of you're in an environment where you're like you know that you're new and you know that like like like. I don't know, like, I see it with gigs, like, I feel like sometimes he's, like, he's overwhelmed and, like, he's, like, oh, shit, like, I'm in the fucking booth with all these guys that I looked up to, like, two years ago and now I'm, like, hanging out with them and, like.
2: Welcome to real life, Garrett. Right. (laughs) I check check them all the time and, like,
0: I'm just, like, bro, this is normal, bro, like, we'll talk, you know, oh, so-and-so Diplo's here. I'm, like, all right, cool, like, whatever, who cares, like. But then it's funny. But then I remember this kid's fucking thirteen years yeah. younger than me and has not seen the wild shit that I've seen in the like, last twenty yeah. years. Your you
1: perspective know? changes uh, completely. When years, many <laughs> years past. Yeah.
0: So I mean, it's something that I don't know. I guess we kind of like to to look back. You're like, oh shit! Even back then, it's even crazier. Like you being, I mean, this kid's twenty two and you're fucking fifteen. Yeah. and Listen,
2: <laughs> when I was looking through all of this stuff when we initially talked about doing this episode, and I was talking to to Zaya about this. Um, and I just started looking for some of the older CDs and just looking for the, some of the stuff. I remember hitting him up, tripping out, because I have had completely forgotten that I did two mixtapes with Khaled okay. in 2008 for Ace Hood. I did Ace Hood's first ever mixtape, and I did a second mixtape with Khaled. And like I had forgotten that I had done that. And... Like it just took me back there. Like it took me back to the studio we were in when you know what I'm saying the process of working on the mixtape. Yeah. Like Khaled just be like, "Yo, I'm seeing. I need this. Like it's gotta be like this." And then we got yo, right. they're like yo, and then like <laughs> and then like even like like the fact that the first one like didn't have my name on the front. And then like when Khaled shouted me out on the CD, like he shouted out Entice right after. Type of deals like that, you know, like I was getting love, but it was kind of just like, eh, like just so many different things that I was just like picking up on and just, and I was like, damn man, I had forgotten that all of this shit even happened. I tend to stay no. very present and in the moment nowadays. So it, it like, not that I'm disconnected from it, but this was a long fucking time ago, Dude. man. I just said 2008, that was 11 years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Man. Like, and, and for me to have done all of that already and I don't feel any kind of weight about it. Like, it's great. It's awesome. But like, I cherish the memory and I'm, and I'm, and I'm grateful I had that. And the only reason I even had that opportunity was. I was, shot. so I'm, I'm glad I get to shout out all the <laughs> yeah. fucking DJs that have helped my fucking career. because every, Yeah, I get, tag them all because I got mad fucking love for every DJ I've mentioned here, and and I will forever. uh Just because they've been an instrumental part in in allowing me to do what the fuck I do and what I've done for my whole life. I've never had a job. This is what I fucking do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just exist to do this for now. But, you know, like, this has been it. uh Shout out to my dog, DJ KD. KD was DJing at 99 Jams. Uh, On the the five o'clock mix. He was doing it Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. My homie OT Joe. On track Joe. On track Joe uh i was working with him and he would uh he was actually the one taking me around like he would drive me around. i didn't have a car he would drive me around on the weekends to the to opelaka flea market down south flea market to like drop off copies of of my mixtapes promo
1: ford explorer that was wrapped in in the teal before it was wrapped
2: no breaks teal ford explorer (laughs) uh and he used to he used to take me around bro so you know shout to joe of course but i don't need to shout him out he knows what it is um so my dog kd was djing there joe actually put me together with him joe was like yo he was working with kd a little bit on i don't know what he's like yo i got this really young cat that he you know he just wants to learn whatever he'll come and carry your crates for you like whatever and kd at that time used to carry a lot of motherfucking crates he had like six like he had like it was like carry it was on a real a, thing yeah it was carry it on a big like uh like if i'm uh, like, like a dolly. hotel like a bell like a bellman yeah. at, a, at a hotel it was like six seven crates and i would finish school at 230 from southwest drive straight to uh off sheridan in 95 where the 99 gems is at and i'll just wait there for kd to show up when he would pull up Open his trunk, pull out all the records, take them upstairs, set everything up so he'd be ready to do his mix show. When the mix show ended, pack everything up, da da da, take it back downstairs. But obviously, before his mix show and stuff, he used to teach me little tricks and stuff like that. Like he's taught, he taught me a couple juggles and stuff that I still use nowadays that he would do it. I'd be like, yo, how do you do that? And he would take the time to show me. But above all of that, Khaled was on at 6 p.m. right after him. Yeah. He was on the night show. So obviously, Khaled comes in early, and I'm not mixing, I'm not on the radio, I'm not doing anything. I'm literally just sitting there at the desk right. talking to Lorenzo Ice T, which is who used to be uh, oh, wow. uh, on at that time, right? Um, and then Khaled would always just come in, and he would just be there. Either we would talk, we would do this and that, you know. Like I was just be, I would just be around him. He knew that I existed, you know. And then I remember, uh, he knew I was doing the mixtapes. So I'd always give him my mixtapes. Honestly, I want to say that a little bit of inspiration for his mixtape came from me. <laughs> pushing my mixtapes in his face for so long because after I had been there at 99 Jams carrying KD's crates for a while, you know, after a year and change, then Khaled starts getting the itch and then he puts out that mixtape in late 2005. This ain't a movie dog. And that was his first mixtape ever. (laughs) This ain't a movie dog. This ain't a movie dog, which it it was a fucking movie. It's an (laughs) incredible mixtape. if You can find a copy of it. Um, But... He uh just being able to be around him and build like some sort of a relationship with him to the point where like I need uh he had this exclusive Juvenile song that he kept playing over and over again that nobody else had it didn't exist nobody knew what it was it was just a dope Juvenile song and only he had it and I asked him for it for my mixtape and he gave it to me oh shit gave it to me on a CD what was it
0: I don't fucking remember oh yeah no it wasn't it didn't (laughs) end up being
2: a big song or whatever it was no it was just something exclusive that he had. Uh, uh, and and only he would play it, um, and like and he gave it to me, and I was like, oh shit, all right, this is great, all right, awesome. I said that, that, that. Um, and then like I asked him for like another track that he like he played me a track that he produced when he was producing back in the day for uh, for like for fabulous or Fat Joe a record he had made when he was uh beat Nova That's right, uh, and uh, and he gave me that one too, and I was like, oh shit, he's fucking with me doing this and that. So he knew I was doing my shit, and then when he, Ace Hood came around and he needed to do a mixtape, hit me up. Nice. And we fucking did it. And then when he needed to do the next mixtape, hit me up, we fucking did it. And then from there on, obviously Khaled's fucking blown up. Um, Still cool whenever I see him though. Shows love. Definitely, uh, you know, he's, he's one of the people that I can say like his personality and like the whole shtick and everything that people think is just stick. No, that's really been his personality since the beginning. Yeah. Like we were sitting in ninety nine jams two thousand four two thousand five, and he was like, "Obscene! I'm telling you, this rents is so big, it's gonna be huge." Like everything. And back then,
1: I mean, he's still on his grind every day. Right. But like, that like seeing that grind in that station that he he was doing, and like all those guys in there, it was just, probably he's a, he's a great example for any DJ man. Like he
2: was he's he came from the tra- regardless of what he's done now uh that he has the platform and the scale to to do bigger things that maybe other you know not everybody agrees with you know I know he doesn't give a shit I wouldn't give a shit either because at the end of the day he's there you're not but he came from the trenches man I used to listen to him on mix 96 he uh uh, Khaled and Irie I used to listen to them when I was in my in in my room in my like like in my little bed with all my fucking stuffed animals when I was like in fifth grade (laughs) listening to these you know like a young kid listening to them on the radio, and I would turn it on and listen to it every night, 8 o'clock. You know, the, you know the Thunderstorm with DJ Irie, you know, Khaled, 5 o'clock. Like, I would tune in and listen to them and just, like, I have memories from those eras. And, like, I remember Khaled when he first played Nas, Got Yourself a Gun, he used to bring it back over and over again, over and over again, play it for, like, 15 minutes straight. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And it's just little things like that that, that just inspired me to love this culture of DJing and and i'm so grateful that i've had good people to you know step in and this and that but i'm also grateful that i got this experience like from the ground level i got to carry crates i got to you know uh, promote i got you know like all the little things that don't exist anymore yeah that's what i feel has made me a well-rounded individual just that i've ha- been able to have that experience and honestly what's kept me going for so long because i still have that love for it and i've been able to just separate the love from the bullshit and do things my way don't do things i don't want to do do things i do want to do and just be patient and know right. that this shit goes all the way up all the way down sticks in the middle for a little bit cools down goes really 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 fucking high and gets really really hot for a minute then you cool off. like this shit just goes up and down what we do man yeah. like uh, uh obviously in a lot of other industries too but like you, you you really have to just stay the course and just you know just yeah, do, do shit right, man. It's do a shit right.
0: Cycle. I mean, and it's it's like you said, it's, it's been a good foundation for you, and it's it's pretty much been the backbone to the DJ and person that you are. And there's a lot of things that you know we went through that like you know is a backbone to uh, us.
1: And it's like, like that initial grind that a lot of DJs don't get to experience. A lot of people don't.
0: I mean, and now, bro, now I just fucking, I, I, it's, it's comical to see the process of how DJs think mm-hmm. that like how they're gonna get into places like fuck bro like i don't care if you like all my pictures i don't care if you follow me i don't care any of that shit like if you kind of come and hang to like a dj's gig like you know let the dj do his thing whatever and and say what's up and keep it going and then do that 10 other times don't fucking stick to one don't stick to one thing that you think is gonna be like oh this is gonna be it and and that's not it well when we were doing that we were doing T- ten ten of those things at once, you know, like, like I feel
2: for you, bro, you must have so many people on your ass,
0: I mean, I do, but I don't really care, I don't take any uh like pause pause <laughs>
2: <yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, no
0: I don't take it, I don't take it to heart, like you know, I mean, you've been to wood, you I mean, you were at wood last week, you've been to wood, and there's eight ten ten nine fucking one d j in the booth, and I don't I mean, I appreciate that, and at the same time, if you're gonna come see me, go see Louis Arson down the street, you know, go to coyo, go to whatever, like 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 plant your seeds everywhere you know like it's not you coming to my gig two weeks in a row is not gonna get you booked like and i hope that's not why you're at my gig i hope you're there to listen to the music and listen to everything and,
1: and the thing is i'm like is that a lot of people don't didn't like i was saying they didn't go through that like yo i would go to obscenes gigs or complex gigs just because i was like in it like i wanted to just hear them like it, I, it was the last thing i was thinking was about getting a gig because i didn't even think i was ready i was just like yo i want to like how do these guys do this shit? I don't even like I can't even think of how to come up with a routine like this or rock the crowd like this. So like I was all ages and shit, bro. I would always I would open but like opening like 10 songs maybe tops because I was opening for the opener basically.
2: I mean, you also weren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to put it out there. I, it, it, listen, listen man, it's documented and I used to and I used to tell him before too <laughs> and 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 you know, Zayo wasn't the best DJ back when he first started. But look, look at him now. (laughs) You're a fucking
1: fucking success story, bro. I was wrong. I I wouldn't have bet on you in 2005. (laughs) I mean, the same way you had those people around you, bro. Like, you were one of those people that would tell me how it was. And I didn't know you. Like, we weren't tight like that. I'll never forget. I told you a story a million times. But (laughs) I was open. There's like, two people, bro. And I remember, actually, there was a DJ before me. So actually this time I got bumped up. I was opening for you and the opener was like doing the pre no one's there. And then I was opening for like 20 people and then you were going to get on a headline
0: you weren't playing for the guy cutting the line
1: right so then so then i'm <laughs> i'm starting my thing I'm, I'm playing my music and like obscene's there early vibe and getting you know getting his thing and then i play one song that this dude or had already played before me bro and i swear obscene comes up to me puts down the, the laptop the, the level and is like yo he already go? played that bro why would yeah. you play that <laughs> And i'm like i'm like i'm like i'm like i thought you were fucking with me and i'm like i'm like what do you mean man like that was like it was like eight o'clock on like all ages i'm like that was and he's like it doesn't matter you you don't repeat music and i you know i was shitting bricks the rest of my set bro and i S- like, seven seventeen
2: year old me getting it, getting it going <laughs> in on uh on you for replaying a record i mean i for the record i'm
1: still not a fan of replaying records. Yeah, I mean. yeah no no but that was real and it, and it literally since that day i'll never do it because i was like yo damn this I guy a, was serious i had a
0: similar situation happen to me last week um i had an opener i tried out this opener and uh he was playing cool i and, and this is where, where the tweet came from i tweeted you know and it's something i learned from you guys like you in conflict do it all the time and like i'll do it sometimes sometimes i won't but like if i go see another dj i won't go say what's up for a while and then i'll go say what's up because then obviously like The format, everything changes. Once another DJ acknowledges that there's another DJ in the room, consciously or subconsciously, it's gonna change. I show up early, I hear this guy open. Not bad, not great, but not bad. Throughout the night, I mean, he opened with songs like for the venue that would have been, should have been played later. So I'm about to play this song. Mind you, you guys know I'm an asshole. I look over and I'm like, damn. I'm like, the staff has to hear this song again. And he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, yo, you played us on like eight thirty, eight forty-five, and it's 12.30, and they heard it, but they got to hear it again. And he was like, how do you know? I was like, oh, I was here like half an hour before I, you saw me. I listened to half of your set. And, yo, he was fucking white. like. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, what do you expect? Uh, like <laughs> Exactly. But exactly. You, you just fucking never know. And I always tell people, you never know who's listening. You never know who's there. You Ever. never know. Like. I've gotten the best gigs out of the randomest situations, and nope. it's it's one hundred percent. It's always like, you know, just fucking do you and play the venue, play play whatever. And but opening but it, opening it's so important, like especially at that point because if it slides, if he would let, would have let it slide back then, you would have never yeah, changed. No, them. and I
1: mean, I mean, those all ages were. I mean, we were doing a lot of them. So I, I like he said, I wasn't good. So I a lot of, and I didn't have proper. Like I had only a couple records, some CDs. So I think about it back then, too, like your selection also
2: depended on, you know, what you were able to get. Like if Mm -hmm. if you were playing on records and you were only able to get certain things like that's that's just what it was. And and we were kids. Right. So So
1: my habits could have been terrible from the beginning. But like, luckily, like I had guys like you there to be like, yo, that's terrible. What are you doing? (laughs) I mean, you're you're a good dude, too, bro. So you're eventually going to, you know, run into somebody that was going to
2: help you out. But listen, I think the, the more that is needed, like just always be honest, bro. Like just be honest, man. Like if you're gonna hurt somebody's feelings, fuck it. Like it doesn't it, it, it really doesn't matter. You're gonna help them out in the long run. If if they don't understand it now, it's cool. Maybe if their feeling
0: like- if their feelings are hurt, they're not really about it. I mean not not about that's not that they're not about it, but it's like if their feelings are hurt they're not seeing it from the right perspective.
2: Yeah, but not everybody has that awareness to remove their feelings from the situation yeah. and just be like, oh, okay, this is just, you know, this, this is just black and white, A, B, and C. Like, no, people feel yeah. a certain kind of way about anything. Listen, any type of stress comes from feeling a certain type of way, bro. If you remove your feelings from any situation, there won't be any stress. It just is what it is. Yeah.
1: Right. That's crazy. That was, that was a good,
2: good gem right there. I mean, oh, you see it every day. You see it. Don't, we we see. We all see it, right? And our friends, yeah. and our parents, and people driving on the street on TV everywhere. Like stress, unnecessary stress, worrying about shit that's like you can't change anyways. Mm-hmm. Just just sit around and wait for it to happen.
1: Yeah, no expectations, bro. Zero.
0: What I've been saying, and and I know we've talked about this. We've talked about like non DJ personal stuff and
2: my favorite stuff to talk about this is, uh, I, uh full confession i've never listened to an episode of your oh, podcast no we're gonna <laughs> get
1: into you know mental health personal personal yeah, and, health and you're you're I a mean, very big uh
0: you're one of the persons that i mean like we've mentioned it like like throughout the last year i've been very health like healthier and trying to fix myself and there's things that i've talked to you in a personal note no and you've always been very positive very like mind body and soul and everything else in a good way i guess i don't know Mm -hmm. i'm trying to like
2: i I would just call it balance yeah you've had a good
0: balance and everything you know we've talked about stuff. so like where did that come from like was there any thing in your life that just changed it where you just kind of like where did it all align
1: because you kind of been like that for For the most part i mean not i mean i don't remember all ages but listen man i was i was a,
2: a a as far as, like, my intellect and the person I am, I've pretty much always been the same. Obviously, I've changed over the years, and, and I've been able to refine certain parts of myself. And back in those days in all ages, I was a loose fucking cannon, bro. And on top of that, uh, no, yeah, I, I really was because I, I would fight anybody. I would get into shit. I wouldn't care. Like, it was just, like, it was just whatever. Um, but it was definitely carelessness. And just, you know, I really didn't care about myself too much. Which is why I would act out in those ways and all that, you know, and, and why I acted a certain way. Cause I was a dickhead, bro. You guys would not like me in middle school. Like in middle school, I was the fucking worst, man. I don't listen. And I and I still have my same friends from middle school, same fucking circle of friends. And they'll tell you. And they'll tell you. And I don't know how they stuck around, to be honest with you. Like, cause I was just, uh, it's just, I just wasn't a pleasant person to be around. Just cause I was just acting out, man. Just cause of personal shit in my life and just shit. It was just, it just came out uh, in that way. But, my personal journey to where I'm at now and and just get bringing everything together to the center um it started with yoga and meditation man yeah 2010 2011 I you know just started to explore a little bit here and there uh I was uh I was gifted uh a few sessions with a life coach and I was able to uh go through a process of figuring out what i wanted and and different little techniques and stuff like that uh i guess you could even say it started with the secret because that was the first thing that i ever saw back in 2009 2010 the documentary on demand uh, i saw it on demand on comcast on demand it was there and when i was i remember watching it in my room 2009 2010 um just about manifestation stuff like that yeah. and then you know i kind of knew a little bit when i started getting into yoga and meditation and Listen man, where I'm at is I'm on a lifelong journey. I'm on a lifelong journey to become better. If, if 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 you wanna improve a little bit or you just wanna get better at this and that, like yeah, you can you can set a goal and you can accomplish it. You can say, Oh, I'm gonna get better at this and see results, but the commitment to yourself and like bettering yourself that's not something that ever finishes. So right. nobody wants to commit to that. Nobody wants to start working on themselves. Nobody wants to look inside. Nobody wants to take this journey. Why? Because it never finishes. Everybody wants something that's going to finish. You want a TV show? You want it to finish. You're going to do this. You have a goal. You want to finish it. Like, people want satisfaction. They want to yeah. it. yo, I finished this shit. You're never going to finish that. You finish working on yourself when you die.
0: I had, a, I had a similar argument or conversation on Sunday where, you know, something bad happened and, like, like some like somebody's expecting something bad to happen, and I just told the person I was like, "Look, that's out of your control." The way that I've been thinking about a lot of things, even about gigs and even about everything else, like we've all done a gig. Like there's always been that one gig that, like that one big gig that you have, you're like looking forward to. It. You're like, "Oh, it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be this, this, and that." You do it and you're done, and then that's it. And then you're like, "Oh shit, okay, yeah, this was cool." And then that then, uh,
1: feeling that you're that you're chasing is never. It's ever. never.
0: It's never gonna be there. So I've gotten to like you know going back to everything we talked about like i've gotten to the point where i'm like i'm just like to me i'm in 2020 already like i don't know it's gonna sound super strange but i have a lot of shit lined up i have a lot of big things lined up but i haven't given any anything the importance and the value for it to be like a like a like a very important like a milestone but i know i'm gonna enjoy it but i'm gonna enjoy more what's to come so not to get or if it's gonna suck, it's gonna suck at the moment, but I know things are gonna get better. So just to count, like I've been having a mentality of like looking in the future to just keep going and keep going and keep going. Like nothing is really a milestone because it might be good or bad, but it's gonna come and go.
1: I mean, the enjoyable part is doing it's whatever. Doing it. like, it's the road
0: to that?
2: Yeah, exactly. You know what's you know what's better than looking to the future? Looking to right now.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's like a kind of like a comparison like how some people think of right now I, I mean i live every day day by day but in the sense of like i'm always thinking of like the future as in like i'm already there i don't know like yeah i year. mean <laughs> i mean listen we,
2: we plan things and i have things planned for next year and yeah, i have yeah. things that i'm setting down and intentions and things that i want to accomplish uh but all of those things have yet to come and they will come in their own time so uh the best thing i can do is focus on what can i do today right now at this very second like right now what i'm focused on is i'm sitting at this table yeah. i'm in coral gables i'm sitting with my two homies and we're having a conversation i'm not thinking about shit else right. i'm not thinking about what i'm gonna eat later i'm not thinking about where i'm going and i'm not thinking about the joint that i have rolled in my pot i'm not thinking about none of that shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like I'm, I'm focused on right now and and just things like that like to me being present and honestly, the meditation, man, I can't stress it enough. Like meditation seems like such a far off goal for a lot of people yeah. because mm-hmm. it's difficult to just sit in a place and just be still. And I think
1: with, with especially what we do, that's like super yeah, important. It's, it's
0: literally the complete opposite. To have something like that,
1: do. like a, a literally a balance of like. Yeah. So I
0: haven't I haven't I, like I feel like I haven't I've been doing yoga like we talked about, but I haven't gotten to like the full like meditation part. I mean, they,
2: they don't they don't have to be one any, like. No, but I, I'm I, saying, like, yeah, I've, yeah. I've
0: been doing and I've been doing a lot of like self personal stuff and like meditation is something that I don't think I can reach yet or like I haven't even attempted because ah uh, there you so, go you haven't, you haven't started. But that's what I'm saying. I'm so ADD. I'm so ADHD, bro. Like,
2: do you want to calm that down? I mean, I'm dead serious. So look, man, look, I'll I'll give everybody a quick breakdown of of how I see meditation. This is how I see it. And this is how it's worked for me. When you when you try to meditate, you're sitting down and you're trying to have zero thoughts. You're trying to get to a point where you're not thinking about shit. Nice little white light comes up. You feel a little funny. You know, you get different sensations, but you're literally not thinking about shit. Your mind is on empty, just zero white walls like nothing. So if I sit down and I meditate for 10 minutes, that's the that's what I'm trying to achieve. I'm not spending 10 minutes not thinking of nothing. In those 10 minutes, maybe I'm spending five seconds someday, 10 seconds, maybe a minute on a good day. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the practice is trying to get to that point. It's not sit down and automatically 10 minutes right. and sit there with your thing. So, and it takes a lot of time to build up. Like to, to control your mind and slow down your mind, it's very fucking difficult. Yeah. You know, and it's one of the, the strongest things that you can control. Because if you can control your mind, you can control everything else. If you control your mind, nothing no, like nothing's out of bounds you have control over everything because even when things are moving around you like you're still in control yourself and you know what's going on so back to the sitting down you're sitting if i'm sitting down for 10 minutes and i'm just trying to get to that point of nothingness if, if it's a good day and, my, and i can control my thoughts well i can have a minute or two of it if it's a day where i'm just thinking about mad shit and i'm mad anxious and there's a lot of, it's just a lot of shit going on i have to work a little harder Maybe I'll only get five, 10 seconds, but it's getting to that point. So what's happening in that time that you're sitting there? You're thinking about thoughts. I think of it as a thought comes in through one ear. Okay, cool. Later on, I want to eat sushi. Great. I'm going to eat sushi later. The thought goes out the other ear. Oh, damn. I have to record this mix. Another thought. Okay, cool. I'm going to get around to it. I'm going to record this mix. Thought goes out your ear. You're practicing acknowledging your thoughts and letting them pass. So as you keep letting the thoughts pass, eventually they're going to slow down and eventually you're going to have a longer gap in between the thoughts. And that's the point that you're looking for. The thought, the point of nothing. Uh, What this trains you for the outside world is everything to me moves a lot slower than what it really is. My mind moves so fucking fast and I process and see things so fast because to me, everything's moving crazy slow no matter what because I have all I'm focused on what's happening right now and I have all the attention on it because what takes away our attention thoughts so if you're focused on one thing your thoughts are still coming through and you're still thinking about other shit if you've been practicing meditation when those thoughts come in you acknowledge them you let them go out you focus on what's what's at hand you know what i'm saying so you're just letting them pass so it's the, the, the process of learning how to let your thoughts pass and not letting them control your mind and run your mind and just be thinking about shit thinking about shit thinking about shit like it does nothing for you unless you need to make a decision or something like that. but even then if you need to make a decision your gut probably already told you what it is always listen to your gut by the way also like your gut is going to give you the right answer it might be difficult it might not be what you want to do it might be the toughest fucking road but your gut has the answer always go with your gut So I was going to say things like that. If you're trying to make a decision, you're thinking about it, think about it, think about it. You sit and meditate on it. You're going to know the answer. You probably already know the answer. That's another thing. You already know everything you're looking for, right? The answers you're looking for, the things you want to do, like you already know everything. You just need to take the time to sit, calm down the external world, look inside, go as far deep as you want, as much as you want to find out. It's all there.
1: But as you think you could do that through physical activity as well? Like, I know you run Absolutely. A
2: lot. Uh, running is a meditation. Absolutely.
1: Because, like, day. bro, when I, like, I found the the best method I've encountered when I'm doing jiu-jitsu is, like, I could literally not think. And I've tried almost to, yeah. like, trick myself into thinking something. No, it's real. And I can't because it's just there's, like, yeah. you're running, focused on running. One thing. Running
0: to me has been one of the, the, the big things. Yep. Run, running definitely yeah. is, a, is a meditation for sure.
1: And, I mean, at the end of it, you're just, like.
0: If people ask me all the time, like. What do you listen to? And I'm like, nothing. I actually run to music and it's still meditative for me. To me, it's 50-50. Most of the time, because I'll I'll go to like Brickwood Key and I'll run just right on the water. So like a lot of those times I just don't listen to anything. And I go in times like when there's nobody there or there's a lot of people there. And when there's, it's either or and they both kind of like balance me out. If There's a lot of people. It's like you said, like there's like kind of like a weird commotion. There's a lot of stuff around me but it's going on everything kind of in sync to the point where I'm like in my own zone. Yeah, So
2: absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a similar thing, but it's just achieving a state of being focused on one thing and just being able to direct your thoughts to that. The part about sitting down and being still like, it takes a long time, man. Like I said, 2010, 2011, I've been on this journey for a long time and I just feel like now I'm starting to reap some of the benefits where like now I really feel certain things that I've said or tried to accomplish before just get to personally. Um, like to like personal success for myself, which is having control of myself and and being able to just do what I want, when I want, how I want, and just listen, man. I don't. It's not a philosophy that I I uh, that I suggest to everybody because everybody has their own thing but for me like I just I'm focused on every day and I enjoy every day for what it is. Right. I try not to leave any stone unturned. I don't I tell everybody that I care about that I love them. I may try to make sure I do everything I need to do cuz honest to god if I wake up tomorrow, actually if I don't wake up tomorrow, I'm good. I'm happy. I'll be missed for sure by friends and family, hopefully, but I will be good. I'll be happy. I'm content. Yeah. How did I spend my last day with my fucking homies? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's not like I, I find, I try to find the good, the positive and everything because there's a lot of negative out there and it's real easy to latch onto negative yeah. shit. You, you take a drive outside, you make a turn. The first person that cuts you off, there's negativity right there. Like they like, especially out here, you go to the club, like you just, you see shit. It's not, it's not, uh, it, it's, it's, you're absolutely right. It's the complete opposite of the lives that we live because we're in the fucking party. We're in the entertainment. We're in the shit. We're in the mix. You know, we're in there. You know what I'm saying? We're in the elemental. We're in the environment. We're around that shit. Did you have trouble, like, while you were... I still do.
1: Yeah, like, in the parties and the clubs. And not even being in that, I think, because now we're old enough where it's like, you know, you you have control of what you want to do or don't want to do. You make your own decisions, But, like, I'm talking about more on the emphasis of, like, putting so much importance on, like, damn, I... Why, why, like, am I not playing there? Or, like, I need I need to fill up my calendar or, like...
2: Nah, man. When my, when my, when I have empty dates on my calendar, I enjoy it. I plan shit right? on those days. I'm like, oh, yo, I got a Friday off. What am I going to do? It's, Who am I going to hang with? Where am I going to go? It's
1: crazy. I used to... Dr- I would see my calendar and be like, yo, how am I off on a Friday? Like, what am I going to do? Like this is this is this is now scary. I'm like, now I'm like, yo, yeah, what, am I, gonna what do? am I gonna do? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. And look, it's all about the approach. It's all about how you see it, man. And then at the end of the day, you you also have to consider like people have compounding uh, issues on top of each other. If they have a family. If they have this, mm-hmm. if they have that, if they have bills, they got to pay. If they're living, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody's situation is different. So some people might react to it differently than others. So not everybody has that i don't know man i just have so much faith and confidence in myself and just the world and just yeah. like I'm, I'm i'm good bro i'm yeah. just I'm, I'm going through this shit let's let's have fun uh, let's have a good time a good
0: mentality to have let's, yeah. let's not let's, have a, let's, let's not have a bad time
1: <laughs> yeah and i think like i mean one of the things that i've done in the last couple of years I, I think has even bettered i don't know that's a word but in yeah bettered my djing is like i just Not in a bad way, but not that I don't care, but I'm just like, yo, I'm going to no matter what the gig is, if it's like a whack gig, quote unquote, or like headlining at live or whatever, it's the same thing to me. Mm -hmm. Like I just I'm going to go and I want to make sure that I do a good job because like, you know, I respect DJing and whoever gave me the referral to even DJ that venue, club, bar, lounge, whatever it is. So I don't want to like, you know, leave a negative taste or review, whatever the case may be. So, for me, it's just, like, I don't care what the gig is, and I'm not going to put no importance on it. So, I, I relieve that pressure off myself of, like, oh, I need to get, kill it. So, then, next week, I'm here, and I'm right. like, yo, if I'm not here, like, whatever. It's the flow. You treat them all the same, man. And, yeah. I think,
0: and I think it's the flow of, of, of everything because, you know, we've, we've talked about it in the sense of, like, oh, you get out of that gig, and, like, you think you crushed it, or you think it sucked, and somebody thought you were good or whatever, but, like... <clears throat> having that mentality and you know i've i've i had it the other day too where i was like yo like you know what like this is a, like i'm here for a reason like i'm here at a gig where i've been chosen to be here and let me do me and do that and you know i flowed, and I, I thought it was a cool night and then somebody was like the two of the managers were like yo man it was fucking dope like you fucking crushed it like blah 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 and i'm just like in my head i'm like yeah. Shit, like okay, <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah. damn, like all right, and 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 I don't want this to sound cocky, but it's just like to me, it was just like mid gig, I was just like, yo, like, like this is fun, like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at the end like, the day, it's like we're
1: DJing. I'm bro. just like
0: I'm DJing, and like and then and then and then you guys know me that I'm super fucking like weird, and I start playing weird shit. And I was like, let me just play what the fuck they want to hear, and like keep keep it basic enough to where it's fun, but I'm like having fun with it too. So it's like I don't know. And you
2: can't, take, you can't take shit too seriously bro you can't man at the end of the day what we do is a fun job it's a fun yeah. line of work like you it, it, it also depends on the person you know how much you have control of yourself is right. how much you can excel and, and not lose yourself because we all know a lot of people that drink way too much we all know a lot of people that their careers are you know like are where they've been at for the past 5-10 years and we just know people that are just complacent and good with just writing it out because at the yeah. end of the day you're still a DJ you're still playing music you're getting paid for it like you know, uh, our worst case scenario is somebody's dream.
0: Right. No, of course. You of know, course. like
2: somebody that's sitting nine to five, working in an office or just do, doing shit that they don't want to do. Our worst
0: case scenario is it is their dream. That's that's the biggest thing that, um, you know, I always kind of tell people and, you know, we've always talked about how, like, yo, like, you know, the, the corporate, <clears throat> the private gig DJ wants to DJ the club. You know how much the club DJ wants to DJ the private gig? <laughs> like all day, <laughs> like, like yeah. all the Line time, up. like, yo, like, like yeah you have to carry you'd set up whatever all that shit but some people enjoy the manual labor of it and then they enjoy that they're doing that and then they're at the club they don't have to worry about oh there's fucking six bottle parades like yo like remember that what you're doing is 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 is
1: bro at the end of the day we're playing like i always think of like every time i get in my head or i'm mm-hmm. like damn like why do i gotta do this gig or i'm like bro There's probably like a group of scientists somewhere in a room trying to cure cancer. Like, what we're DJing, bro. Like, it's not not that serious. Like, like it doesn't really fucking matter. Like, yeah, no one's going to remember that you killed it that night. Like, maybe a couple people will remember that moment, but like, that's not your whole entire existence. Like, you killed it that
0: one night at a club. Like, and then if you know, and if you took the risk and it didn't work and you recovered, nobody remembers the risk you take, you know? Like, I mean, unless it's really bad, but like, we understand that, like, throughout the night, yeah, you're going to be your, your hardest critic, but if the flow is right and everything's working, like it works, I guess. I don't uh,
2: two things. Um, when I was at wood last Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, my lady friend that was with me, uh, really enjoyed your selections. Oh, she said thank you. you were really good at, uh, at mixing different genres together. Thank so you. I just want to throw that out there. there and then, go. Uh, another thing that you were saying about doing your best at every gig yeah man i've been on that shit for a long time now bro you yeah. do your best no matter what you always give it 110 percent there's right. fu- and and it's it's out of if you don't do that you're disrespecting mm-hmm. what puts fucking money in your pocket Exactly. It, you're, it, you're disrespecting the culture you're disrespecting the game you're disrespecting every other dj that would want to be there doing what you're doing exactly uh it doesn't matter how many people are there and i tell that to clubs because sometimes i'll go travel You know, when I travel, go to different cities and whatnot, sometimes I'll show up in the city and they'll be like, hey, man, sorry, man. You know, I don't think we're going to have a good turnout tonight. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Let's fucking rock. Yeah. You know, let's have a good time. If there's 50 people, it's 500 people. You know, no matter what, I'm going to play the same. Let's have a good time. Let's make sure, you know, they have a good time.
1: And you have to have that approach to it, man, because it's like...
2: Like you said, bro, yes, all we do is DJ, but but, same same thing. And also on
1: that note, because, and I mean it as in like, (laughs) yo, we're just DJing. So to like slack off and just be like, yo, I'm just going to like call it in tonight. It's like, bro, like I'm getting paid to play music. Like I can't like, there's no way in my soul that I'm going to be like, all right, like, fuck it. I'm going to play some records. And also
0: what you just said right now is is something very crucial. And then like a lot of, to also like a lot of the beginner DJs or like people that aren't, as experience like if a manager ever tells you that like never be like oh man today's gonna suck then oh never bro. That's good. <laughs> I mean, okay, bro. but i've seen people i've seen it i've seen it bro like if i'm saying it is because just like oh shit really? so, so, so
1: what your your night was just dependent on how many people or the people there and like, the, what's and crazy really, is that people that say that is exactly like the girl that comes up to you and is like can you play a song and you're right like now? no and then you're they're like wow like their night's ruined yeah. and they're gonna leave that's like yeah. you saying the same shit Yeah, like i've
0: always been like damn tonight's gonna be slow i was like ah oh, fuck all right well you know like time to have some f- like i always switch it i'm always like oh shit yeah but you know what it sh- should be good like i got some I people mean, like i always whenever anybody says something like that i always just, like kind of switch it. like oh yeah but you know like but i mean if I you guess-
1: think if you think about it like you picture the worst night at, at a spot or the best night like is it like what's, I mean, yeah, there's people and you're like killing it and having fun. But like, even if it's dead, like you're,
0: you're DJing. Like,
1: I mean, it's still on fun. Thursday,
0: on Thursday, it was really slow. It was really, it was probably top five, like, imagine s- slowest s- nights someone. I've ever had.
2: And, and he was still DJing, like if it was packed,
1: because he played Baila Conmigo but imagine someone <laughs> at a nine to five saying yo it's a slow th- like that they mean it like yo yeah. today was terrible They're it like, was slow today
0: i just gotta do <laughs> 10 reports instead of 20 reports it's like that still sucks so. I, I also liked hearing
2: a uh, young jock hear me coming i hadn't heard that wow. in like a few years wow. i like my, I, 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 I like that one i hadn't heard it in a long that's time
0: that's in my like i have like my, that, goes my, that goes into my that goes into my swiss my swiss swiss why? Because yeah, it's like high energy, like a hundred BPM. Yeah, but
2: that was more to me. It's more of like a like a twerk, New Orleans bounce. Like a just well, I go. Beat. You know what I'll play? Okay, here we
0: go. I'll do this is what I'll do. I'll I'll do. Hear me coming, and then I'll do whatever, Remy Ma, whatever, and yeah. then so it's like into that like a hundred without going into like nothing too new. It's a little. I have a bunch of those little records that's like damn, it, Young Jock. The yeah, Remy Ma is another one. Conceited too. I play Conceited like Remy Ma, but it's like. Those, it so you can go into like the Swiss Beats, you even like bring them out, or you can go into like the Scott Storage Run. Like do you
2: still do you still play Geeked Up? No. Who plays that? Bro? Damn, I used to like that. i
1: I
0: don't think I nah, play that. Yeah, does yeah. I play Billy Blue. Um, <laughs> I
2: still play Billy Blue.
0: Fresh from head fresh to toe. Right fresh to toe. from head to toe, man. Still works. I have a little routine. Sometimes. I have a little routine that I go into. Rock Boys. Let's just say that. Damn, damn. It's that intro, that's it. It's going to get stolen, bro. Damn. Hey, so you're looking like the Joker that I posted. What? I posted that video the the guy doing like the Joker dance in the steps and he falls. Yeah, yeah I yeah. saw it, I saw it. Yeah, so, yeah, so I was going to post it and, and the caption was going to be like, when another DJ tries to redo <laughs> your routine, but it was <laughs> going to be too spicy. So so that's I spice. It's too spicy, yeah, it's
2: too I spicy think bro. That's, that's
1: mild. Nah. But so anyways. It's accurate. It is. I want to back to what you were saying though. So you never, but you've never been a big drinker either, right? Uh, I was when I was, Oh, that's uh, right. When I wasn't supposed to be <laughs> like 15, oh,
2: 16. Yeah, man. I, uh, look, I was in, I was just around a lot of people and, 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 and luckily when I was out like partying and stuff like that, I never really drank when I went to clubs and all age parties and stuff like that. Obviously I didn't drink. Um, my friends would drink, but I didn't cause I was DJing and I was just there to work. Um, but on my off nights, I would drink and and like I would like chug absolute out, out of the bottle and shit when I was like sixteen. It was fucking disgusting um but you know it's something that I did and 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 I used to like to get pissed drunk and shit like that, and just like honestly, the liquor's phased out not it is it, a lot of things man for me like number one, overall, everything is the control like I need to be in control yeah like right. i i I could be high out of my mind on Pluto, even though it's not a planet anymore, and I could
1: still do anything. Yeah, and, and you know like what I'm saying like, like alcohol and or weed hits everyone different. So
2: right, but but just like but yeah, but still, man, there's no, like nah man alcohol is just to me it's honestly to me alcohol is the the biggest and most dangerous drug that exists it is to I, me
0: I think it is I think it's super' legal yeah. yeah
2: but but and listen and it's just easy to abuse and and it, I think more than anything it's glorified and nobody looks at drinking in a bad right. way unless you, unless it. you're passed out in a corner uh you know like can't get up type of shit. and even then some people think that's funny and still you know what I'm saying glorify it's, it and it. it's
0: glorified it. and it's it's not accepted, but it, I mean, it's definitely accepted. Yeah. It's even more than accepted. It's and it's celebrated.
2: Well, okay. Celebrated. All right, man, so let's. All right, so 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 the opposite of that. Just like since we were talking about the, the opposites, when I went to visit you guys at uh, at a spot you guys were playing at a few a few weeks ago on a Sunday, and everybody went to take a shot. Oh and yeah, you took, yeah. And you took a, and you took a video of it, and then you got to me, and you were like, "I take a shot." I'm like, "No, nah, no, right now." I had somebody hit me up. I actually had a couple people hit me up, uh, but one DJ in specific uh, that hit me up, and he's like, "Man, this is why I look up to you, bro, because you don't give a fuck what anybody thinks, and you still like." I, I, he was bewildered at how I could stand there and not feel any kind of way about not taking a shot. Yo, I turn down drinks over and over again every night that I play, just yeah. uh, just on the regular. It's like it's you know, it's like and what's people, that meme I can't think about, it, but the one where people are like you know like negativity, yeah, yeah, that, yeah you know yeah. like that one, like it's like it, I'm just used to it, and then and it. it it's just me. It's a personal decision, man. I don't like the way alcohol makes me feel. I don't like what it does to my body. Um, it just... You know, I can have a drink casually. I can have one or two drinks, but mm-hmm. I can't get drunk like that anymore because mm-hmm. that feeling, it, like, it doesn't vibrate with me. I can't and and I, I can't it, function on that. Uh, like, it's, it's not even not the fee-
0: I think it's not even the feel I mean, to me, my, my shit, and we talked about it, my shit was the next day. It's like, the feeling is cool, but it, it just got to the point where, like, it wouldn't... Like, the hangover wasn't worth the night. Oh, it, ne- it, ne- it never, it never is. is. It never, it never is. is. I mean...
2: Unless you don't mind and you don't have shit to do, because to me, so I have to lose two days to drink, I'm straight. No nah, thanks. Yeah. Like, this has I, to I, be like, a
1: pre-planned it. event. Like yeah,
2: I have to take my two Advil before. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, you but
1: know. it but it's crazy because like you said, like that that DJ was bewildered. That's a great word, but like a lot of djs think that like it's uh, part or, of the job or part of the job or they feel bad like i mean i was i used to, i mean especially when i was in vegas bro i would like i would genuinely be like oh i don't want to drink but I, I mean, let me take this shot let me yeah and then you know it trickles down little by little you're like oh but you know it's it's networking isn't it and then it it's turns a, into like yeah i'm just drinking but it also, it's
0: also the environment it's like i mean when, yeah when, exactly. when we were at, when we were on south beach like Fucking comp bottle every night. It's like yeah, Yo, and man, then you like, know, come it, on.
1: You you think at the time that it's like, oh yeah, like you know, it's just I'm DJing and i would there. But then it like everything else becomes a habit, bro. Yeah. But look, habit. but but
2: look, man, it's not. It, it's it's definitely not the only way, and it's definitely the, an easy way because I know a lot of people that have gotten on and still do get on just by you know getting really drunk with the promoter or the the, the, the owner yeah. or the manager, and like that's a way in. Like day, it, it's one hundred percent a way in. And I know there's people that. Listen, my my career could have gone a lot different if I wanted to suck some dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> I'm not gay, but like if that was a thing that I wanted to do to advance my career, yeah. but, I could like there was multiple multiple many many opportunities I, I I could have done that to be to not be sitting here right now with you guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just to be on some other shit. Like and and it's just not something that I I want to do this shit my way. I don't need to go out to a club and party and drink with promoters and drink mm-hmm. with the owner and drink... Like, fuck that shit. If you want to yeah. book me, book me for DJing, book me for my following, book me for uh, the people I'm going to bring out, book me for that we're going to have a good time, whatever you want. Any of the other reasons other than I'm going to go and get drunk with you because I know people that get booked over and over and over again, even traveling DJs yeah. and DJs that are doing really, really well and, and just on top of their fucking game but it's because of that and that's a big part of their shit everywhere they go they get shit faced it's expected so what happens when you don't want to drink anymore you're not the fun guy you're not kawaii anymore and bye bye we don't want to book you anymore there was a conversation about this recently i don't i'm trying to remember where but there wasn't um i think juan was involved in it uh but yeah it was about that about having that attached to you like you if you're the guy that drinks when you're if you want to stop drinking like you can't because you're the guy that drinks and you're the guy i mean that that
0: happened to me like, I was the guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was for a while. I was literally the guy for the longest, but I. <sighs> nah, but I'm I, not. Nah, I, I mean, know, I mean, I, I mean I, this is not, different. Not to, not to that extreme, but to me, it was like, oh, like. The thing is, l- you, like, 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 Zaya knew, like, Zaya, Paul, everybody in the team knew that, like, when we would do one of the fucking link up or, like, whatever event that we would do, like, I was the one that was getting, like, I was the one I was like,
1: but then also it goes back to what he was saying. Like back then, especially when you're younger, you think like, whatever, this is gonna help me. And like, if you already don't mind drinking, like you, you weren't a drinker. So like me, I was kind of like always in between. So I'd be like, whatever, I'll get drunk. Like I, like I, I mean, I'm I grew coming up. up I'm yeah. coming up. But then like I said, it turns into like, yo, fuck, I'm drinking. Like all like the time. to me,
0: I mean, to me, it's just been just growing up and you got out. was like so normal, but throughout the last years, I I just really took a step back and I was like, yo, this shit is not what it's supposed to be. like it's not what it was and it's not and it's not and it's,
1: so much of drinking it's a lot what he said like then it's like yo it's but everything like you're booking me just because like we don't even we're not really boys we're just like have a moment a lot
2: a lot of it for me stemmed out too just from when i just started paying more attention to myself and taking care of myself more right. like when i started eating better eating healthier just eating clean like uh if i'm eating fruits and vegetables and eating mad lean and just very very healthy and clean all fucking day What does a bottle of whiskey sitting on top of all of that like how's Uh that gonna feel? It's gonna Uh it's gonna feel like shit. Like it doesn't feel good. Like I drink it and it's just like my body's just kinda like my body's like confused. Like, what do you right? You feel it right away. It's like why? It's like why? It's the same thing
1: with food. It's like a lot of people like I remember my boys also you always used to give me shit when I would like get a salad or something for lunch. I'm like, I'm like, bro, it's not even that I'm on a diet. It's that if I eat a burger right now, my day's done, I gotta go take a shit. Yeah, I'm gonna feel like crap the rest of the day and I'm gonna be like useless. So since
0: I've been on the healthy Food hangovers are
1: worse. Oh, it's real. Our
0: food hangovers are like 200 times worse than a regular hangover. If you eat healthy all week and then you fucking you get fucked up and then you eat fast food or or, or eat you even you go to fucking like a Colombian spot and you get a hot dog or like whatever the fuck, it's real. You wake up the next day with a brick in your stomach, dog, and you can't eat anything, you can't drink anything, like you can't even jump back into the cycle that you were in because that shit's still in your body, and it's gonna be in your body for at least two days. You know, like
2: so. If we already have to, so if you want to be a well-rounded individual and you're a DJ, we already have to combat the hours we work. If we want to be up early and just be out during the day, right. you have to combat the environment, peer pressure. Like we yeah. can make a long ass list of things that are against you in the journey to make yourself a better person or just become better. Looking, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, it just doesn't jive with the whole environment and the whole energy. Like that whole shit. Like it just doesn't like technically, I mean, most people that go out and like when people are getting drunk and shit like that, like they're vibrating on real low frequencies, man. Like Mm -hmm. there's nobody up there. Like there's nobody in there that's on some like up here. And like so. like everybody's just not that everybody's like that all the time. But when they're in that environment and like all that's going on, like it just drops, 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 drops. And like that's something that I feel like when I'm around it. I'm kind of like when I'm DJing and I'm separated from it, it's great because I'm in control. I can make you do whatever I want. Right. And I want to and what I want to do is make you have a good time. You know what I'm saying so. Listen to me. Let's have a good time, and that's you know even tied into part of why I love DJing so much, and you know tied into my personality. And look back to the reason why I don't drink as much anymore. Control. Um, I'll still enjoy having a beer with some friends. Having a drink, you know, celebrate some shit, a toast, that, that, but like that, going out and getting drunk or going out to drink or going out to stuff like that. Nah. Besides the fact that it's a crazy waste of money, I've never been into paying for drinks when I go out, like club, that, ice and that, like, yo. Shit adds did, up. Not even that it adds up, it's just like you're th- like, throwing away. With, dude, we go to eat at a nice fucking restaurant, my meal's $50, your meal's 300
0: Right.
2: (laughs) Just because of all the drinks you had. You know, like, I I can't, it's just, it's on so many different levels, man, that just for me personally, it doesn't, it just doesn't jive at this point where I'm at now. And that's just how I feel about it. And if I can help other people feel that same way about it just by being myself, like, you don't need to drink. You don't need to do, you don't need to do anything that anybody else says you need to do. You need to do whatever the fuck makes you happy. Yeah. If something makes you happy, do it. Something makes you unhappy don't do it. If somebody tells you you should do this, ask them why. If it makes sense to you and you feel good about it, cool, give it a shot. If you're thinking, hey, this is crazy, but this person maybe I should, just, like, no, man, just do what the fuck you want
1: to do. Yeah, and I think a lot of DJs get mixed up in that, like, well, you know, with Instagram, and all, like, they need to have that part of their shtick, or they need to, like, be posting that, like, yo, look how many bottles, like, I made pop, or like, I got in the booth, or this and that, and then it's like, but is that really what you're about, or is that what you're posting, like, it's this weird, like... yeah. It,
0: it's, I mean, it's it's playing the game of, you know, and, and I saw something online similar about playing the game, and, like, we all play the game. Yeah,
2: right? I'm, I play the game. No, we sure. all
0: play the game. We all sell it. You know, we it's all part of our job. At the same time, it's a game. Like, we check in and we check out. A lot of people don't understand about checking in and checking out. A lot of these, you know, mm-hmm. think that, like, to me, social media is just, Whatever you want people to believe, you know. And like we started, it's funny because, some every time some shit pops up from like four or five years ago, it's shit that we did. Yo, why don't we put her face on some on somebody's body? We did that shit five years ago, <laughs> yeah. and people were like, "The I fuck is wrong with guy. you guys? Like, what's wrong with you guys? Why is your head so much big?" And and bro, I had like ten
1: likes, but it was so warm, yeah, so but it was
0: fire. And then <laughs> two years later, everybody started doing that shit. or just a funny shit, bro. Like my fucking Instagram model pictures. I don't even post them anymore because. People think I'm actually serious. serious. People think you're serious. Yeah. Now people think that I'm fucking serious. Like I, we have. I mean,
2: which makes it a, a bit funnier. Like so ironic. we did. So
0: we did a Monet ad. You know Monet? Like, yes, know. oh, you live in Miami, obviously. <laughs> so I did a Monet ad and I haven't put it out because I told Paul. I was like, yo, dog, like. Some people will really take offense to this.
2: Oh, I know a lot a lot, yeah, of, a lot people of people that will. So I was like,
0: I know, the people that I know personally <laughs> do. <laughs> and we did the ad and we edited and everything. And I was like, bro, I, I don't know if I can do this because it's like people won't understand that that's a character. I think that one should just be a private screening maybe. Uh, I mean, I'll show you right now.
1: We <laughs> can play it on the air. <laughs> but, yeah, man, it goes back to just like, like he said, like, you know, doing what you want to do. Because, like, living that life of just, like, trying to be someone to... Because I always look at it like, yo, this is cool. Like, I might maybe it helped me get that gig or whatever the case may be. But, like, what about when I'm 50? Like, yeah, that's not... This has nothing to do with my... Like, it's not predicated on my entire life DJing. Even yeah, you though it's realize, a big part of my life. But Like,
0: us, us that we've been doing it, you know, 10, 15 years. Like, we've seen how it's shifted into... You know, we talk about how, like, having multiple... Um, things that you do and you know like different businesses and and kind of how brian said if you do a million things you can become a millionaire off of that like now it's just for djs like i think we've seen you know cool we play music but you know i've been working a lot you know with dj city beat source all that and then you know you guys have your projects and it's other things that our job is not like djing there's no book on how to dj like or how to like turn it into a career and throughout the years have we've seen more and more and more opportunities come out like DJing's still the base of it, but you know you guys have every day you guys have everything else and the older we get, the more we realize that yo like we do need a fe- not a future plan or not an escape plan because I hate I hate that I really hate that word. But we have options, you know, like
2: it just looks different for everybody, man. Look, as far as like stressing the gigs and stuff like that, like there's more than enough gigs. There's more than enough clients. There's more than enough venues like right. there is yeah, Granted, yes, there's a lot of DJs out there. But if you're good, you're going to cut through. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're good and you practice and you did shit right, you're going to cut through. Another big thing bigger than everything else is your integrity. Like yeah. Don't fuck anybody over. Don't say and do shit that you're not going to do, you know what I'm saying? Always play, you know what I'm saying? Like play your part. No. Do things right. Don't like that's what's that's why I'm still here. Cuz I've never I don't fuck people over. I keep all my relationships tight. Yeah. You know, I'm nice to everyone like same thing that people have said before man like that the the busser at the club now could be the manager in two three years at another club you know what i'm saying so you always treat everybody the same always treat everybody with respect you don't know what someone else is going through regardless of their position or what the fuck they're doing dj uh bar back bartender promoter anybody man everybody's trying to figure out their way but like for us in specific like as djs like there's no rule book there's no way to do it it's do what makes you happy figure out a way to make this shit pay you know what i'm saying Saying, pay dividends for you and make it what you want to make it and it's even, not going to look the same for everybody it looks right. completely different for everyone like i would not like me personally i would not like to live on a carnival cruise ship djing there's people that would there's djs that would love to do that and there's djs that i know that are currently doing, doing that that are fucking loving, loving it yeah. they're yeah. traveling the fucking world living just eating all day on a cruise ship just, you know what I'm saying? like you're living on a cruise ship yeah. me personally i wouldn't like that but like all i'm just trying to illustrate the point there's a lane for everybody if you like djing find out a way that it intersects with something that you like you're or like, find a way to do like it doesn't need to be what the next person is doing like if you want to travel and see the world and do clubs cool make that your goal if you want to do corporate gigs cool make that your goal if you want to dj on a cruise ship make that your goal like there's so many different ways especially nowadays for djs to get a buck like just figure out one that you're comfortable with and go for it or create a new or create a new lane
0: something else that happened to me recently uh i was out of town and like it was a certain situation a certain scenario that happened to me and for a split second i was like fuck like damn like i should have been in that position and then i literally as soon as i didn't even finish the thought and i was like You know what like what am i even why am i even telling myself that because what i'm like i not envious but like the what happened that made me feel that way it just hit me back and it's like yo that's gonna happen to me but in due time like that time's gonna come Mm -hmm. like the situation that happened it was just something that like in a few years it's gonna happen and i was just like i was so disappointed like in that little instant but i just automatically bounced back and i was like wait why am i even thinking of that like I why mean, am i
1: even why is that even a thought it's like it's almost impossible to think that like a, like you have the same trajectory as any other person because they're literally an, another human being yeah. like their decisions yeah. and their life, their are life like, is completely different like, you'll never be like anyone else except yourself
0: so. yeah so i mean just because we say stuff about like younger djs and this and that so like it's stuff that you know happened to me last week so it's like yo
2: it's same problems, different age, same problems, yeah, exactly. different, different part of the DJing game for
0: two weeks, two years, same 20 issues. years, 30 years. And just remember that like shit like that does happen to everybody still. So, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it, it, that's what we signed up for. That's why we're still in it. That's why right. we're still doing
0: there's that no shit. finish line. There's no like I mean, we we, we talk about it all the time. Like you said, you know, it's always it's a re- evolving career that you can't set a goal because if you set a goal, you lock yourself into that. But what's next? You know?
2: I mean, just like success, man, it looks different to every single person. Uh, to, to most people, it looks like a bunch of money and and a man. bunch of things and that and that, that, that. To different to everybody, it looks different, man. Like everybody has a different gauge of success. It's not going to be the same for you as it is for the next person, at all.
1: Dropping gems on this podcast, Fact. bro. Jeez. Uh, listen,
2: man, we're just having a conversation amongst friends, bro. What are you doing? Checking if the time's too long? Oh, yeah. We got. It.
0: I'm just making sure everything's recording. Oh man, we nah. No, we're nah he, yeah. come already on, checked out a few times. We would have stopped this shit long time bro. Well, we have the fourth channel.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, what I was checking for. Oh, the nah, backup. But we're gonna have his his mixtape featured on this week. Okay. I,
0: I didn't know if we we're gonna drop songs. No,
1: no, 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 no. I don't. know. I mean, have you decided which one?
2: Yeah, I think we're gonna go with this one, man. 2005 Memorial Day. Next in line edition hosted by Pitbull. This is one of the first. uh Yeah. Like with a cover printed out like this. Like this was like the second or third mixtape wow. oh, by their third one. Yeah. And then they
0: and it had a had a fold out. had a book. Well, it was on a book. But I mean, it's like a. We should try double to sc- scan that. Yeah, look, it, look, look
2: at the logos on the inside of this shit. Big mouth promo. We just teach 305 hip hop godrock.com wow.
0: godrock a second mention
2: hold on nvrabbit.com wow N- N-
1: N- oh wow. <laughs> gee like yeah man this is uh the logos on anything back in the day was like a big deal bro yeah like bro. if you didn't have your logo on a all ages flyer or Let me see this or people, your mixtape
2: would be upset when i didn't have their logo like, yo you didn't put your logo on my mix bro like, pay me bro <laughs>
1: I remember, like, I I rather have my logo than get paid on on those all ages flyers. I remember, I was like, I don't care, bro. I just want people to know.
2: You don't have a logo back then,
1: just a name. You mean? No, we but didn't have like logos back then. But like those little, I would then eventually I started my own little because oh. I was like, yo, I'm selling tickets. Like fuck damn, everyone else. Yeah, the game. What was it called? Damn Empire, Empire, damn Empire South, bro. Damn, Ooh. and you know what we had. I, that's how i learned how to do like javascript and html because we had a we, which is crazy bro you you could just show up with your camera I had my mom's digital camera and i'll I just go take pictures not ask anyone take a, like 200 pictures put my logo over on photoshop and then upload them all to this website because i've seen a couple websites yeah. had it but they were like really like like you know novice websites so i was like oh i can make something dope and then put all these pictures and people will go Fact. but i i didn't do anything with that like oh, you just you yeah. yeah like there was no i didn't gr- get data or like any information but i just did you ever upload them yeah 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 oh. but it was a, um, it wasn't like now nah, you just upload photos to facebook it was like you had to like go one by photo one bucket. yeah exactly they photo, had to, bucket had the, photo bucket one by yeah. one yeah but bro the pictures we had on there is like Borderline, still up, illegal. No, no, no. Nah, I hope you don't have those anywhere. Bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those I party, mean, those parties were, f- bro. And the, I mean, they, no one cared. They would like, cause there wasn't Instagram, so it was just like, yeah, take a picture. Like I don't know what this is. This, yeah, bro. bro is not, exist. That, like,
2: not, not everybody would go on the on their web browser no. to go on and look for the pictures and stuff like that. Like I, I, would, mean, I would, I would.
0: I <laughs> came in. Like, I would. I would. I would go on Creep <laughs> Vibes. You know I'll go on Last Night, Tonight, oh, all yeah. those sites
1: even before those there was like just like those god rock and like like little ones that were
2: just like and those recap videos i only have i have like one or two of them but they were recap. yeah the ones that god rock used to do remember with the little paper
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. they were yeah they were bad yeah but they were kind of i
2: wouldn't send my kids there if i had kids I mean, they probably catch something. I
1: used to, sell, I mean, not sell. I used to buy pre-sales for a foam house party that you were DJing. Remember, they used to like
2: talk shit, saying, "Oh, don't go to the foam parties; they're gonna stick a needle in you." I never
0: heard that. Hold I on. heard that. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Oh, it's like, like it's like saying, "Don't go to the movies because somebody's gonna put a fucking uh, a old needle, and you're gonna sit down and nice. yeah." yeah, yeah. It's like like fucking uh I remember I mean it was a irrational thing. I right? remember
1: getting to a party a house party and, and then we got there. Finally we got the address they told it says Pobin it's not going to get raided. We get there and there's like caution tape everywhere and ambulance everywhere and someone had gotten stabbed. Oh, come on, bro. That's a <laughs> classic, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you are <you're> probably DJing. <laughs> uh I, I mean I mean Were you playing
0: <laughs> Knuck if you bug when this happened? <laughs>
1: Wait, hold on. Where was uh, w- I remember actually, actually I remember it was by Mall, Kendall. Wow, yeah. I remember. Are you sure it was by Dayland, or it was Deep in Kendall? Because I'm the, sorry, not Dayland Falls, the Falls Mall.
2: Because there's a party that I did for a homie of ours.
1: Who? DJ Journey. Oh, oh. his oh. birthday
2: party. Paul was
1: just telling me about and that, he got, I didn't he, know. and he and he got out stabbed. Journey. Yeah. And he got
2: stabbed at his he own. He told party. me that
1: story and I was like, What? He he's like, like My he's, friend stabbed my other friend. He told me like, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, we've heard a couple of those stories. Yeah, brother. Miami. Getting show. stabbed. In Miami, man. It's a Miami life. But, yeah, man. Uh, Ready they, for this mixtape? Mixtape, mixtape which, So mixtape. it's Next In Line yeah, it's Memorial be Day
2: Edition. Next In Line Memorial Day Edition. and uh, Hosted by Pitbull. Hosted by Pitbull. This and is then, uh, yeah, bro. that Lil
1: Chico Pitbull, yeah. not Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lil Chico. Yeah, this is Mr. 305. OG. And it has, like, OG. All freestyle raps on it. Yeah, it does. It has freestyle raps. It has Would you it. agree with the statement that Pitbull is one of the no, I'm sorry. Now, let me let me not say that he's a
0: talented rapper.
1: Of course, he is. Right? Pibble's top. Yeah.
0: Pibble to me is top five.
1: Of what? <laughs> Miami rappers. Miami rapper. Uh, top ten. My, you can say Miami rappers. Top ten. Top five. Top ten. I say he's number five Miami rapper. Who's in front of
0: him? Ross. Uh huh. Trick. Uh huh. Um, I mean,
2: that's all you guys got. No. no I mean, hold we on. I'm we to,
0: is Pitbull a better rapper than JT Money? No, I w- I would put JT up there in I'd three. Just no, well, I'd tie. Tie that. Look, but the but thing is Pit Pitts is fire. Like Pitts, but like, I Pitt's mean, on the next level, but subjective, I
1: guess. Subjective. Pit is top
0: five and then wait, who else would you throw on there? It's tough.
1: I know Ross for sure. Though, I mean, yeah, like, Ross
0: Ross across the board, but Ross and Trick, I mean, are the two top hitters. And then
1: but I'm talking about like overall, he his flow and his lyrics.
0: Just like, I don't know, everything. Cause, well, well, who else? Who else would you throw in the mix?
1: Even people that aren't around anymore. Yeah, that's the thing that they're not around anymore. There's a lot of even,
2: Like, is rap? Is Pitbull a better rapper than Briscoe?
1: I think so. Briscoe. Yeah. I mean, but then again, that's my preference. His, is, he is, was uh, just like too much. Like, is Pit a better rapper? You
2: know who I is. Than, <laughs> is,
1: is, is, is Pit a better
2: rapper than um than Flow Rider? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. not I agree with that one. Okay.
1: Even um, though birthday is still one of my favorites. Look.
2: Yeah, but we're talking about rap here. We're, we're just talking about rap. That's even why like the JT Money one, like it's still JT Money, and I think he deserves to be in front of Pitt, but still, like I if we're talking about rapping.
0: Like actual rapping. You know, I think
2: I think, you know, between his flow and the shit he this is the thing though, man. Like unless you know the Pitt's old shit, like we sound real fucking stupid right now. Think about it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, if you've never heard Pitbull rap rap like on hip hop records, and you didn't know that he was a hip hop artist yeah. and only made hip hop records for the first you're, you're, four or five years of his career, then right now we sound like, the, <laughs> yo.
1: But we're saying
0: Miami. But so I mean, we've if if we're if not you, saying he's better than listen, Jay-Z. somebody was cutting nah, this up to put to repost it. it like this if clip, you've I'm heard it, like, oh okay. If you've heard it, if you've heard the the, the then you know you know you know that Pit is the realest.
1: And I was I was asking him like, do you think it's that we're biased or I like I still think MIAMI was like like those songs were yeah. good like rap wise, but I, I it be a Miami thing that we're just like
2: MIAMI M.I. stand uh, still stands up. Major. Yeah, I real. just I, I uh, just the beats just sound mad fucking old.
0: Yeah, they like sound when I listen outdated. To it now,
2: yeah, like it sounds so outdated. Like the you know the. Uh,
0: it's like I mean, it's like the crunk beats and like. Well, the, no, the, actually crunk, they're like, not
2: because if they were crunk beats, they would still sound. You know what I'm saying? Like the Little Is John song still sounds like okay, like today, yeah. you know But it's and like Diaz Brothers. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I, I don't want to no, 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 throw. No, 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 no! I've always loved Diaz Brothers, but yeah, I mean their sound at that time, like when you listen to it now. Uh, like I don't wanna say it's it like maybe it just hasn't age amazing. Yeah, you know, like it just it sounds like it's not like some shit that you put on now. Like like you said earlier, Billy Blue, Fresh from Head to Toe. That song yeah. is eleven years old. Yeah, and it hits. If it came out today, it could still hit.
0: Let's fucking push I it. Bro. I think it's also the production.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, no, no no no. I I, I mean, was I was strictly talking about the production, just yeah. just itself. Like it just sounded but but at the same time. That's not a bad thing because it sounds like an era of Miami and yeah. it sounds like the time that it's supposed to sound like.
0: You know, I still play uh, and he gives me, well, he doesn't give me shit, but I mean, people think it's pretty wild that I do it. Uh, I play the Dead County clap like straight off the mixtape. Oh, no. Nah, uh, nah, that sounds good, though. Yeah, yeah. But hey, I am um, saying, but a lot of people are like, damn, you're playing You know what I play? Clips?
1: But I mean, this is it has to be like a party that, I mean, I've done it in I would, uh, the young jock is going down pitbull oh, freestyle because he, he shouts like so like in that song too he yeah. shouts out all, the hoods. all the hoods in miami that's right so yeah. it kind of works sometimes hey yo, i can give you the no dj version if you want <sighs> man of the miami clap
0: i like i like i, I, I like that. the drops though i got oh okay fine i, I know, mean i like fine. the it gives it you know it's like gives the taste gives it
1: i can't wait till people hear this mixtape though it's it's it's.
2: I mean, it's funny because I'm looking at the track list now, and I'm kind of thinking like, damn, I don't know if maybe I should, yeah, I should do.
0: I mean, we have Let's next put in like line, three, We bro. have this next in line too. We have a couple. We have a
2: couple. The bad bro. boy one. This one. Nah, that one. That was that one's too new. That was already like 2006. Yeah, that one looks too good. I don't like it. All yeah. We right. one, yeah, that <laughs> when
0: one you with, like, Bro, you have the Rick Ross of Miami album sampler, dog. Yeah, yeah, the original. Yeah. Wrapped. Yeah, yeah. Wrapped. wrapped. Not opened. I mean, this open, this cost money, dog. <laughs> Thirty cents. Nah, you can get you can get at least like fifty bucks for this and it's not worth i mean it's worth to have a lot more
1: but well, yeah man tell them where they can find you obscene all your socials oh um all my socials is uh at dj o b
2: s c e n e and um obscene com. and uh if you see me in the street wave oh where are you playing at this weekend bro oh this week it's funny man we shouldn't have even gotten into into the conversation about that but now we can't um, no 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 i'm I'm actually
1: asking because i saw you were opening with yeah, yeah. new club yeah i'm genuinely asking you oh okay
2: (laughs) yeah uh yeah i'm I'm, I'm playing at dare at the hard rock on saturday uh opening and closing for vice but it's funny I, i thought about talking about it because when you mentioned talking about an opening set like i haven't done an open and closing set for like you know like that like at a major club for a, you
1: know, like and a support set, and it's kind of exciting though. No, no, no,
2: I'm definitely excited, but I'm saying like I actually do have to, I, prep? I, I not prep. I mean, yeah, prep like a little. Think bit. Think it out, like, like. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, but it's easy because all I have to do is just think about all the records that I'm annoyed by when I show up to a club and a DJ's playing, and I, I know for sure I'm not gonna play any of those. <laughs> but then it's easy too because you know in two hours, I know Vice isn't gonna stray too far off. Like, you what know, also even then I can hit. Them what consists
0: TV. of a big room opening set in 2019? I mean, uh it's a brand new club. Uh, yeah, so we you know, like saying. we're like literally asking you. This yeah. Thing, yeah. Right? I mean, it's a brand we want to know
2: it's a brand new club. Uh, I play at the dare in Atlantic city and yeah, over there, right. you know, it's, it's a little, it's balanced out, you know, it's a little EDM. Cause I've been to know, one Jersey one. and, and stuff like that. It's, it, that one's a bit smaller than this one though. This one's going to be a uh, bigger in size. Um, I, bro, I don't even know I know for sure there's gonna be a lot of hip hop. I really just have to really just go with the crowd and yeah. just see you know if, tease them a little bit at first and just see if they're reacting to certain stuff and just have a crate of older uh you know house bangers and and you know or house pop remixes early stuff. That, that i can work in plus with all it's easy man especially with like there's so many hits and so many times like i can play a whole set without playing anything that's in yeah, the past five years yeah, and, f- and I, fucking I, kill it so like it's not like i have all the shit in my head because i know for sure like uh yeah no i got a bunch of shit in my head
1: that i know for sure are you gonna play I, the world is our playground <laughs> <laughs> What? Nah, bro, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I can't burn them. I think
0: that's a wrap for the fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't want to burn them. So you're playing there. I on used Friday?
0: to like that song. I, no, that song was, it was fucking no, It there was
2: actually a really good remix by Denzel Park. It was I, dope. Think it was I made an edit really to remix. one of the remixes. Were not you in the video? Did you make a cameo, or you were? No, I was there when they. When yeah, they, I think I remember. Yeah, when they recorded the video, I was there. But no, nah, wasn't. So you're there on Friday. I'm not a big being in the videos guy. cameo. What well, you got Saturday? Yeah. Saturday I'm at there. Oh, Friday? Where you at Friday? Uh oh Friday I'm playing at, at blind barber in uh uh on the beach oh, at nice the right Nautilus. Right. Uh nice. if you guys haven't checked that out it's a cool uh cool spot. Closes early, closes at 2. It's a good spot to pregame or just go hang out. Are and, you doing uh, a vinyl chill. set? Um no, I won't be doing a vinyl set, but I will be doing vinyl sets there cuz I'm I'm starting to organize my collection. Nice. All nice. six, seven, eight thousand 8,000 records. Holy oh, shit. just little nice, by little. That's nice. Just trying I mean bit. I mean when I mean like I started I mean like I've organized maybe like twenty records. No, uh, like it's bad. not. It's well, you're not. You're almost there. Listen, man, the organizing your who wants to do that? Who wants to organize a record collection? Pay Amazon services. You know, I had I had a homie of mine I hit me up two weeks ago asking me like, "Yo, you want to help me?" Yeah, shout to you, Chronic. Want to help me with my organize my record collection? <laughs> like motherfucker, you've been to my house. You've seen all my records. And like, what, what do you mean? I want to help you with your record collection? Help me with mine. Like, like, stop it. But nah, it, it was fine. Yeah, I'll get around to it. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to playing some vinyl sets uh, in in Miami for sure because I have all my records here and I'm gonna start getting that organized.
1: And, nice. Uh, and nice. yeah, I'm looking forward to that because not everybody can. Got tell a
0: few me. leads for that. So,
1: oh, all right. Oh, well, that was Mi Radio episode. 50, 50, bro. 50, bro. Hey, thank you, thank hey.
2: you for having me here. No, thank it you, you it to, bro. It took you guys forty nine episodes, but I'm happy to be here. We yeah, have to get have you in. Are you going to listen to this one? I mean, I was here for. Uh, it, bro, you were in the oh, moment. So you already heard it. Ah. I already heard it. Oh, I listened to my first. <laughs> you listened like, uh, listen to it in the moment, <laughs> bro. Listen, nah, no, I just and and it's not. Listen, I just I'm I'm real picky with my time. There's very like I don't listen to any podcast really. Like I don't. Nah, I feel you. Like there's a like little bit here and there, but not really. Like it's not. I love you guys.
1: Guided meditation.
2: I love No, I don't actually. No, my meditation consists of sitting down anywhere, just closing my eyes and just fucking going to work. I don't use an app. I don't use a thing. I don't use nothing.
1: Hopefully P- there's going to be a lot of people getting into meditation so, after this episode. Even if one person I am tries it, I'll be happy. I mean, three people at this table are getting into meditation and yoga. Fact. I mean, well, you're you're already in it. Listen, man, kinda, they're not
2: they're not exclusive to one another. You could try You could try meditation.
1: It'll change your fucking life. And jiu-jitsu. I all right jiu-jitsu all of that bro whatever we're out peace